am Joel Ingram, and this is Crisis to Crushing It podcast. Let's dive into this week's talk, and I'll help to increase perspective, expand perception, and allow you to change your reality. Enjoy the show. My background has been in design and animation and uh, working on iPhone apps and and working with uh, making explainer videos for uh, tech startups around here. Oh, cool. And then... Um, and then I had a stint at home where I was kind of a more of a hands-on dad. And then when I got back into the, to work, once the kids got full-time school, I was like, you know, I just want to focus on, on how, how can I create some dialogue and content around this whole thought, this crazy father thing, you know, cause yeah, you know, our, our dads, right. Weren't really near, weren't half of the, the dads that we are now. Like, so we're torn in these directions like wait I, I thought i'm supposed to be the provider i thought i'm supposed to you know kill the woolly mammoth and bring it home to the tribe you know but um so so i've been super interested in that but in terms of having that you know um monetizing that has been hard so i started getting into doing more group facilitation and trying to get a, a certification in um in that world it's called uh appreciative inquiry oh yeah and um good familiar with that okay yeah yeah and um trying to get uh, halfway through the certification did a a group worked with a a crossfit gym uh, on sunday and so i'm slowly kind of immersing myself into that as well so um yeah that's what i've been up to you've been busy yeah yeah, probably not busy enough, <laughs> but but at least I'm there, you know, for for family. You know, I watched. Uh, I are you familiar? You know who Quincy Jones is? Quincy no. Jones is a he's a, a famous uh, record producer, songwriter. He got his career early on with Frank Sinatra. He started make doing arrangements and conducting for Frank, Frank Sinatra. Then he eventually started writing for movies, <clears throat> arranging all t- for all types of bands. And his uh, the number one bestseller album of all time, he produced that, which was Michael Jackson's Thriller. Ah, that's what and, I've seen um, his name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's incredible the amount of stuff that he's done. But, you know, he poured himself into his work, really skilled really passionate, really dedicated, really driven. But he went through four wives, three <laughs> wives, one, and he's got eight children, all from different, you know, it's like, you have to decide somewhere along the line, are you wired to be a family dad and just kind of say, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to go back and forth between these two worlds or try and integrate them? Or am I going to just be so passionate about my work that I don't really care about? being available for my for my wife and my kids so um i'm not the quincy jones type by any stretch of the imagination although i'd like to think i i could be but i'm not no yeah i i i get i get the guilt the guilt pangs if i've you know if i've been a few hours on a project yeah starts to kick yeah. in like uh like even right now like like it's five twenty there right and that's yeah and they're and they're having dinner and you're not right <laughs> you're not making dinner you're on the phone with me 
Oh, I've, I've come in, my wife's picked up all the slack and yeah. uh, she's sorting everything else out. Like, I mean, yeah, so yeah, very appreciative of my wife. Yeah, that's good. She doesn't get too bitter or resentful. No, she, she's good. She's very, very supportive, actually, and very lucky in that sense. Um, yeah. And vice versa. I mean, she's got her own gigs going on, so we yeah. support each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, uh, like you said earlier on about um, our dads, I mean, mine, mine was old school. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There was, uh, there was time that he, where we went out and we did things. Uh, went for walks or whatever, but and you know, yeah. But I remember there was time like Sunday was golf day. Uh huh. You know? so you went out like yeah. midday Sunday, and you'd be back in then about seven eight o'clock in the night. Like, you know? mm-hmm. but as if I I play golf, but I tend yeah. to play golf and then go straight home. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> if if I ever feel, you know, and I haven't played in ages anyway, so right. It's, it's and that's another. There's another aspect there as well, because. Is making time for your parents. Like, I I try oh, and make yeah. time for my mum and dad to go and see them. Yeah. Then that pulls away from your family, and my dad's aware of that he says, "Oh no, get home with your family." Blah blah blah. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, you're my family too, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. I'm horrible at that. My parents are in a different state, and so I don't. I rarely even call them, and I, my visits are like a couple times a year, maybe for a couple days. So. Yeah, that you're right. That's a whole nother dynamic. There's also something to fit in on your already burdened time. <laughs> you're trying to sort everything yeah. else out, like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that the the Godio thing you sent me that was yeah that would be ideal for prioritizing yeah you know time yeah. and everything else because I, I did I did start to use it. I wasn't consistent with it, but yeah. I did, I did it did it. What it gave me was awareness. Yeah. Oh. You know, you know what I just finished and I just got one is um, I worked with Larry Hagner on the, the dad edge tracker. Okay. There's a, there's a dad edge tracker. You can actually, it's on, on Amazon right now. And um, which is a little nerve wracking because I haven't really gotten the chance to, to use it and fine tune it and make sure it's really ready to be shared with the public. I don't think he's sent any information out about it yet. Um, but that's really, it's more encompassing in terms of overall goal setting and, and then tracking very specific things in six different categories. Um, so yeah, um, that might be more of a, uh, it might keep people more engaged over time, especially if you, you know, if you're roped into that community and guys are posting about it. So that, that should be interesting to see how that pans out. I'm good for you're you, pretty, uh, You're good. pretty active with, with, with the dad's edge, aren't you? Dad I, edge? I, I, I was in the dad's edge. I, I did the mastermind. Um, oh, you did? Nice. Yeah. Um, I think that was two, about two years ago. Um, okay. But I've joined another mastermind and yeah, I uh-huh. did, I didn't go into the Alliance, but, uh, Okay. Lots of connections within it. And uh, yeah, yeah. People seem to run in similar circles, even if they are adjacent. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. That's true. So it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, a lot of my contacts are in America. <laughs> you know, it's, are they? Uh, I think yeah. the, the, in the group we're in, there's three of us from the UK. Yeah. 
Really? You know, yeah. Within, and, within the mastermind? Yeah. Mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, literally, the nearest one to me, I think, is about an hour away. And then uh-huh. the other one is about two and a half hours. Not that the UK is very big anyway. It's just... Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, not compared to you guys anyway, but... Uh, yeah. It's... It, I don't know. It's, I haven't even searched on. Is it, I think there's a couple of key people over here that seem to be like leading events and stuff. Like, um, do you yeah. see the, have you seen that one recently? Is it Chris Drucker or Chris Ducker? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've seen the name come up a lot, but I, I don't really remember. I couldn't recognize him, and I don't even remember what he's written. But I do see that name a lot. Yeah, he's, I think he does the one. Um, like the entrepreneurial you or something like that or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does a, he did a big event in London in December. Okay. Um, so it would have been interesting to go along to that, bro. I guess that's another aspect. All these things take money, don't they? You're right. You know, yeah. you're trying to, especially when you've got a, you got a, like a, I'm, I'm working full time and then you're trying to fit coaching in around it and yeah. Making, <laughs> it comes back to that yeah. time thing again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Are you doing um, interpersonal type coaching? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. And uh, are you going to do uh, stuff within the engineering world as well, or are you going to try and keep that separate? Um. Well, I've got my <laughs> I got myself on LinkedIn as a uh, engineer and coach. Uh-huh. So okay. I can see because only only from my own personal journey, I can see there's a lot of people that might have my story or a similar yeah. story, you know? Yeah. Um, which is the usual thing of turning around when you're 40 years old and think, shit, what have I done? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't exactly. know. I don't know what I want to do in my life when I'm 40 years yeah. old. <laughs> I know. It's funny. I said that down. I was walking to school with my, my youngest who's 11. And I said, I said, all right, you know, this is your chance today. I was giving her a pep talk, you know, you were, you were put on this earth to do something unique to you. Nobody else can do it. You have a special gift. What's it going to be? You know, you don't, maybe you don't know now. Maybe you think you do. And she goes, I have no idea. And I said, good. I don't either. She goes, really? <laughs> she, was like, she was like shocked. Was like, How old are you, dad? You haven't, you haven't figured out what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a journey. And even if you totally are locked into something that feels feel passionate about it's gonna morph into something else any eventually anyway if you're doing it right you know yeah and you're not gonna get locked into that one thing but that's I, think, funny. I think there's a danger there as well because i think some people tend to from some of the stories i've seen online and the books i've read the, some people end up getting um instead of creating a process they get locked in the process yeah you know and then they yeah. They almost become a slave to the business or their passion, yeah. you know. Right. So I think they got. I think you've got to be on your toes and yeah, looking to remove yourself from it one step yeah. all the time. Especially if you're looking, unless unless it's like one-on-one coaching, in which case you can't. Yeah. Because you are your business then, and you, you know. Yeah. So right. that appreciative inquiry is quite interesting. I'm, I spoke to um, Jason McKenzie about that. McKenzie, yeah. Yeah, yep. I know him and. Uh, Jeff have done uh, the trainings on that as well. Coleman, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were both there because they had gone through it before I did. And they were the ones that rubbed me in. <laughs> because I went to the I went to Larry 
I went to the Good Dad Project uh, in St. Louis, the event, three three day event, and those guys ran it. And then at that time, I was trying to get more into facilitation because I was I have local meetups with dads, and I was like, you know, I I'm just winging this right now. Maybe I should get some training. And um, and right after the event, Jeff Bowman kind of was throwing out some feelers saying, hey, anybody who wants to do to get trained in, in uh, appreciative inquiry, check this out. It's, it's amazing, life-changing. And I was like, because I was, I was, at that moment, I was looking around for something. And, it, and the whole, the style of it was starting by looking at the, the positive angle and things to me made total sense. Um, with how I pref- prefer to operate, you know, and so I, uh, so a couple months later, I was there, and I went through the basic training, and then, and then the previous class comes towards the end, and we get to have some time with them, so Jason and, and Jeff were both there in Cleveland, um, so that was fun. So is that, is that what your, is that the biggest thing that's going on in your world right now, then? Is that this, this move towards facilitation? Yeah, um, that, that's, that's part of it. Um, you know, there's, I still love the creative side, the design side, the animation side, the, the journals, the trackers. Um, I still see myself more in that realm, but I think in order to, to take legacy to another level, it has to be more broad. And so I, I do see the facilitation as, as a part of that. So I think I'm slowly moving towards that, but I'm kind of like, I don't want to grow up. (laughs) I want to keep keep pushing pixels on a screen, but it's not really, you know, it's not as impactful as what I did, for example, on Sunday with the 16 people in the room at the CrossFit gym. um, It's more uncomfortable, um, but the impact is is greater, you know. Um, So was that based around all... purely fitness or was that those guys were they're in a place where they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with with the gym that the membership is thriving but they have too much space to for the membership to con to compensate for the total space um but they're also trying to find way they've only been at it for 18 months so they're really trying to find ways to fine-tune and um, their process and what other offerings can they create? They've, they've started to, to see things really open up in, in the kids' realm, offering classes for kids. Because when kids come, then parents come, and the parents say, what's this? And then you get parents to sign up, and it creates more of a community. And so we were just doing a lot of um, brainstorming around that. That's and, cool. Um, yeah. Well, we, we, we enrolled ours um like you know when you do your goals and me and the missus both say oh we like you know we both we love the gym we love going to the gym yeah so we sort of looked looked into family membership not, not many gyms do oh. a family membership yeah um, but then because they don't want kids running around there's, there's that aspect to it yeah um, and i think there's limitations on insurance as well um okay but our, our gym if they're above a certain age they let them train as long as they're with you they're not allowed in the free weights section on their yeah. own they're allowed on the mm-hmm. machines on their own as long as they've been taken through a initiation mm-hmm. um and anything younger is there's set classes mm-hmm. so they have classes on a like a wednesday and a sunday which are, are, are timed with spin class which is the most popular class mm-hmm. 
Um, so obviously the parents then coming home six o'clock in the evening, getting to a spin class while a kid runs around for an hour. Yeah. And, and same that's, on a Sunday morning, you know? That's smart. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised you don't see more of that. I mean, like it, we have the, the YMCA is a place where you can go and you always see, or some of the rec centers, there's always like a little kitty room, mm. but you just, it's like babysitting. Yeah. Whereas I think, was I think with, um, the, like what you're talking about, um, I think we're going to see a lot more of that. I, I, I think it's good. I mean, uh, the, it's not a, a special room. It's, it's the room where the adults train. It's just they've allocated yeah. an, an hour for it, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's twice a week. They could probably, but if they put a class on every night about six o'clock, it'd probably get eaten up. Yeah. Especially for kids, because there's probably loads of parents banging their heads in the house wanting to go and smash some calories out, like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's the yeah. ultimate, ultimate depression uh, antidote uh, is exercise. 100% agree with yeah. yeah. I'm talking there's from something, experience. There's oh. some, are you? Yeah. <laughs> There's something about that pressure that's built there are, or the, 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 you know, when you're really pushing something and you're in that pain, there's something that happens with the brain. Um, that, I mean, I haven't done a lot of research on it, but I just from purely from experience, the days that I lift and there's pain are the days when I'm just happier, mm. you know? Yeah. No, it's, it's strange. People, yeah. I, people probably look at us weird if we, you know, when it when, when really went into this discussion because I, I, I'm 100% <laughs> with you. Like, and, yeah. and, I, and even the doms that comes on after, I, I, I sort of enjoy that too, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it's still, yeah, it's getting to the point where you, I love physical labor. So when, yeah. my, my job at the moment is not particularly physical. The yeah. job, my job before it was. But mm-hmm. on the weekend, I, I, I love going to the allotment and you know, I'm, so I'm mm-hmm. digging or I'm chopping wood or, yeah, I love that physical aspect. And when me and well, a while back, me and the wife have got uh, pretty low, and we both say to each other, if we notice it in each other, it's like, I get to the gym, you know, just yeah. kick each other to the gym, so, and, yeah. and then it's gone. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, why it's would incredible. you not prescribe that as a medication? Yeah. <laughs> like you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's uh, so true. I think about three years ago or four years ago, I went to the doctor and. I said to him, oh, I said, I'm, I'm struggling. I said, I'm, you know, I feel really low, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, what are you doing for you? And I said, oh, I, said, I, go, to, I get up, go to work, do overtime, come home, have tea, sleep with the family for an hour. I said, and then it's bedtime. And then repeat. Yeah. yeah. And he was the one who first brought it to my attention. I wasn't actually making time for me. And yeah, that is probably the biggest thing that's allowed me to move to the point where I can train. I'm not going to say guilt-free because I'm still away. Yeah. What I do now is I move my training to the morning when everybody's sleeping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I right. do it for family. And if I do yeah. go training, I, t- I try and take you know one, one of my three kids with me. Mm-hmm. So that uh, at least then we get a bit of one-on-one time as well, you know? So Yeah, it's good. But he was going to put me on medication and I said, I'm not going on medication. I will if I have to, but I'd rather yeah. try and sort out myself first. And I was like a yeah. massive kick of the ass I needed and I was done then. <laughs> yeah. A good, if I feel like a good doctor would say, you're going to try everything in, in your capacity, in your power to get to the gym. You've got two weeks. If you can't do it to get, start 
getting those endorphins or dopamine or whatever it is, then come back and then I'll give you the meds rather than giving them all right off the bat. Right. Mm. Um, and maybe some doctors do that. I, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. luckily mine was, he knew me and he was pretty engaged, which yeah. Any, any, and he was a, he was a, he was a runner. So he, okay. he, he was yeah. probably aware of the benefits of fitness. Yeah. Um, sure. Maybe someone in the older years might not be so aware, you know? Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's a different culture then, wasn't it? You know? Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. So go, going back to when you were younger. Yep. Uh, during your school years. Yeah. What sort of uh, stories were going on then for you as a as a child? Or even um, you? you know the things that uh, that stick out the most is like having two years of first grade, and um, you know being that kid who was always kind of in. There was the teachers would split the groups in, in two, and I was always with the 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 kids that weren't as did, didn't do as well in school, you know, and I, and I was, that was always hard, you know, um, being like, so those are the smart kids and these are the dumb kids and I'm in the dumb kid group, you know, that, um, and that kind of sticks with you, you know, um, but what ended up being nice, especially about being a year older than everybody is that I was bigger. <laughs> you know, and when it came time for kickball, and I was already pretty athletic, and so because um, my parents would take me to bat- basketball leagues, you know, and you know, this in the seventies, there were not not everybody goes to sports like they do now. Um, very few kids were, um, so yeah, being able to kick the ball over everybody's head and run around the bases helped immensely you know, um, so all through, through life. And then my mom forcing me to do piano lessons over time. I became loving music, loving composing music, writing songs, having a band in high school, being a part of the football, basketball teams, um, that helped. And, and, uh, so the grades after a while, I was just like, well, whatever. So I'm not brilliant. You know, I'm not going to die. <laughs> but my 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 household my my parents were super steady um there wasn't there wasn't a lot of drama i would say i don't know if there ever was drama my dad never raised his voice he was very quiet pretty available you know he would come home and and he would have dinner with us and then he would go sit in his chair and read the wall street journal or barons or whatever it was, but, um, he wasn't super active with us. I think it was just a sign of the times. I don't think many dads were really super engaged. He, he, he was a coach like early on for like T-ball and basketball and iceless hockey when we were smaller, when all you had to do is just do crowd control. (laughs) Um, so I was never hit. I was never, screamed at i was also the good little boy so there wasn't and my brother would get slapped around a little bit but not not very much um so it was it was a very uh uh steady super steady household very strong on moral integrity things like that uh but um 
you know, when talking about feelings or emotions that, you know, I think for most of us, that was not in the equation like it is now for so many of us with our kids, you know, nobody had asked, asked me, how does that feel? Right. That was a sign of weakness asking a boy how he feels. He was like, well, I'm going to turn him into a pussy or whatever, you know, my dad would, my dad's never said that word in his life, but, um, and my mom never has, at least not in that, in that way. And so it's like, you know, you just grow up, you, it's, a, um, you, you're hardened, like you're a little hardened over time because there's no release valve. Yeah. But I think that was just a sign of the times. And I'm just grateful that I wasn't slapped around, you know, and I, and I went to a nice school, um, went to a nice college. So yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell. So, okay. So, so there's no particular, other than the, the consistency of uh, morals and ethics. Yeah. There was, there was like, sometimes people have got, well, actually, actually there was for you. So there's the, the one going back to the beginning when the class was split. Yeah. Do you feel, or do you think that you maybe you, you said that you had an awareness that they're the clever kids, they're the thick kids. Yeah. At what point do you think you lost that or moved past it? Yeah, that's a good question. I think when, um, you know, music and, and sports helped realizing it's like, well, I can't regurgitate information like they can, you know, and remember details like they can, but I can run circles around them. And so that, that was okay. Um, and then over time, you know, just knowing that even though I might not be as eloquent as some other kid, um, or even now, even some adult, you know, I, I might speak a little bit slower or might stutter through stammer, but, um, just realizing that I've got other gifts, you know, um, and I don't have to be awesome in all these categories and that. And then I can, you know, really enjoy someone else's ability to be really articulate and just kind of bask in the glow of how they are in that Um, and not feel like I'm lesser than, but just kind of get a buzz off of their strengths, you know. Is that something that come later on in life? That, That awareness? Yeah. I think so. I think even in high school, you know, appreciating people's other people's skill sets you know it was like man that kid can can pro he can make a video game you know he weighs 120 pounds but he can make a video game yeah it doesn't matter how big or how small he is it, you know he would get crushed in the football field but that's not what who he is he's yeah. he has these other beautiful skills so i think i do remember doing that uh, and I think my mom was really good at seeing the value of other other people's strengths. So I heard that growing up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. That sounds pretty similar to my story. I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. I mean, I, I hid in sports. Uh-huh. I, uh, I was, I was the fat kid. So, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> so uh-huh. I love, as in, luckily enough, I love sports. Yeah. So I was, I was, I was a lump. So, uh, uh-huh. It worked out well for rugby, uh-huh. <laughs> maybe not so well for football, but I still enjoyed football. And, yeah, yeah. And then uh, field hockey as well. We played as well. Uh-huh. But uh, 
yeah, I, I sort of because I I wasn't didn't excel in in the classroom. I was like average. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was sort of like okay, I'll I'll focus on what I enjoy rather than yeah what I can't do. It's funny, isn't it? Because it's like this is stuff I'm just learning and learning in a different way. Mm-hmm. It's like you know what they say about your focus goes, energy flows. Yeah, you know, and and that's basically yeah. what you just described. Then, are you 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 had the choice of being the talented kid or the thick kid, and you chose to yeah. focus on all the things that you did well. Right. You know. Right. I mean, yeah. imagine how free and I would be if somebody punked that out to you when you were like eight or nine or yeah. whatever age you was. When yeah. You were three, you know? <clears throat> right. Yeah, it's like you you see this C, whatever that means. You know, your grade. You get a you got a C in this. This doesn't mean jack shit. Right. <laughs> it's like. It's like, so don't put that in your consciousness. Don't think that you're, you know, it's like a scarlet letter forever branded to your forehead. It just, it's not, it's not the truth about who you are. You know, it's just, it's taking it out of the person saying, this is, this was on this piece of paper. Okay. Maybe we need to fine tune some, some skills here. So to help you do better, but it does not define you. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. It doesn't define you. And it's, uh, yeah. I think I wrote a post the other day and I said in there that uh, I, I was defined by my role as, as a as an aircraft engineer. Yeah. And I was talking to a friend who was also saying, as he was going through life, he went through his apprenticeship and then he did this and then he did that. And then he was like, well, I'm an, air, I'm, I'm an aircraft engineer. You know, he had a bit of pride. Yeah. And then after time, he sort of realized that's how he was defining himself. It yeah. wasn't. It, it then wasn't enough. Yeah. You know, it, it it doesn't define you. What defines you is your actions. You know, and, yeah. and what you bring to the world and how you live in the world. You know. Mm-hmm. So he's he's just going on this journey now. So I'm I'm super excited for him. Yeah. This is some big changes coming. Obviously. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. It reminds so, me of uh, David Goggins. Uh, oh, awesome. Book. I love Goggins. <laughs> have you started his book? Yeah. I haven't. No, I didn't know he had oh. a book. It's so juicy, man. It's, uh, it's called uh, Can't Hurt Me. And so he was, I was kind of touched on what you were just saying and about being a Navy SEAL. You know, once you become a Navy SEAL, you think that, well, that's it. You know, I'm, I'm the best of the best. But for him, you know, it just was not. He started to realize that there's more. So he was just pushing himself more and more and more. And while the, he felt like some of the other Navy SEALs knowing that they're, the, some of the toughest dudes in the world, he kind of watched how they would kind of kick back a little bit, you know, once they got there, because it's stressful, right? Um, it takes an unusual person just to get there to begin with. And then on top of that, they're thrown in these stressful situations. So I, it, it would seem only natural that you would need to kick it down a little bit and lift when you need to lift and rest when you need to rest. And then, and then go out and party with your buddies because there's that bond that happens there, which I, I, I sounds like is important too for the cohesion that needs to take place with those teams. But for Goggins, he's like, no, I need to take it to the next level. I need to take it to the next level, to the next level. He's just constantly, he just will not stop, you know. Um, so there's, yeah, there's some virtues and vices to, to all those, you know the ups and downs for all those. But um yeah, it's it's a good read. I'll have to have a look into that one. I've um yeah. I've read the book that he was in. Have you read the book, Jess Itzler, Living with Seal? No, I'm familiar with it, but uh, I, I, I've heard is it I've heard I've 
heard them him uh, interviewed. Yeah, I think it's mentioned in uh, that's how he come to be known. I think wasn't it through uh, that book? To that book, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, how, how we <laughs> how we met him when he was doing a a hundred hundred mile or hundred kilometer race, and he yeah. turned up with a deck chair and a pack of bit crackers. Right, right, uh. and and some like protein <laughs> shakes, and so he was like muscle building protein shakes. Yeah, and it's uh, that was insane because he he was literally so broken. You know, he was, yeah. he was crapping in his pants yeah. trying to get around. And it's, it was in San Diego and I guess it was just a loop and you're doing these loops. You do a, maybe it was a mile loop and you're doing a hundred of them, something like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> it just sounded just brutal. Yeah. He was peeing blood and everything yeah. by the end of it. Yeah. 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 That's, that's something else. And that's, that's another level. That yeah. Is. yeah. But, uh, well, yeah. and and he hadn't trained. He hadn't done anything. <laughs> no. he, he just said, "Well, someone said if you want to qualify for the for the ultra marathon that goes from Death Valley to up towards Mammoth Mountain, which is 135 miles, where you start in 100 degree or something weather, um, you need to to run an ultra first, and then we'll see where you're at, see how you do, but." He hadn't. He said the most amount that he'd run in the last year was like twenty minutes on a treadmill on Sundays. Wait. So he, so he shows up and says, "Yeah, why don't I just try to run a hundred miles after not running at all?" Like nobody's in their right mind would ever. No, Christ, no. Jeez. Yeah. No, he's. Uh, he's. Did it? Have you read? You said you mentioned the book, but have you seen any of the podcasts with like Seth Rogen and stuff with him? Um, a little bit of Seth Rogen, a lot of uh, Impact Theory with Tom Bilyeu. Has he been on there as well? Yeah, he's been on there twice. Um, I'm a, I kind of, I would say Impact Theory is what I listen to the most. Yeah, Tom Bilyeu, I like um, him. Yeah, yeah. Has he, has he been instrumental along your journey? Yeah, I would say I've been watching him for at least nine months. Nice. I, I think it's just his... Right now, he's just my go-to because it's familiar and it's always positive. There's not a lot of um, chit-chat. It's always very directed, like how to be how to be better. And there's he also has a huge. I mean, he's got health theory, and he okay. has impact theory, and he has relationship theory. I think it's called the relationship theory. I'm not as excited. Don't get as excited about. He pulls his wife into there, and it. I don't know. I think it's helpful for some, but the, but the impact and the health theory are just like, you just get meat right away. Uh, there's not a lot of fluff in those podcasts. I wasn't aware that the health one off to check. That yeah. Out. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's good. Yeah. Okay. So obviously you've been through some changes lately then, obviously if you're reading this sort of stuff. Yeah. So yep. uh, as you fast forward from, I don't know, say uni or college, Mm-hmm. What sort of uh, stories and changes are you going through at that point? Um, I'm bouncing throughout my 20s. I'm bouncing around through various, working for various schools and youth organizations as a counselor. Um, some of them are out outdoor. And so there was always that um, desire to want to have an impact on others. 
and seeing, um, particularly in the outdoors uh, with kids and seeing them manage the real world consequences. I mean, they're not real world consequences, but their out, outdoor consequences are if you don't set up your tent in the rain properly, you're going to get wet. If you don't get down the river before sunsets, you're, you might tip over in the canoe and get wet, cold, and all your stuff. You know, there's all these things that we don't have in our safe um, environment that we create for our kids now. So watching that as a facilitator or as, a, <clears throat> as an instructor, I was like, these transformations are happening within a 72-hour window. These kids are coming alive because they're forced to manage their lives because of these of the outdoor elements. Um, so I, you know, I kind of was into the whole self development thing early on. I, you know, even remember reading Stephen Covey throughout my twenties and um, those kinds of things. The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, and then, uh, I really got burnt out with the kids stuff because, uh, my last job was, I was a, a gang prevention coordinator in South San Francisco, which wow. I really, I really had no business doing, but because, um, I knew how to create a program for kids. I was able to sell my employer on the idea that even though my little suburbia white you know middle class upper middle class background <laughs> wasn't really you know resonated with the with the kids there um but uh it was more of like a, an organizational type thing but uh so i but after that is like you know there's i'm missing the creative side to it um so i got kind of got into web design and animation and and next thing I knew, I was like behind a computer way too much and probably st and, and still am today. Um, but what I, that ended up doing is creating a, a relatively decent income to begin building a family. And the stability or the flexibility I had around designing or just being a freelance web designer and flash animator and um, iPhone designer that I could have a lot more flexibility to be there with the babies, you know? Um, but in terms of overall struggles along the way, um, you know, marriage, <laughs> if you really want to, really want to grow, get married and stay married, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause then, you know, there's like, all your issues will come out, you know. Yeah, and there's um, nowhere to hide, is there? There's nowhere to hide then, yeah. Yeah, yeah it doesn't, you actually realize how things can change when you put a, a ring on a finger. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah I, mean, I say, luckily, yeah. my wife's good as gold, and, uh, yeah. you know, everyone, everyone has their arguments and tips and everything else, but, uh, yeah. It's, it, the biggest thing I've strived for all the way through my relationship our relationship is um communication yeah because a, a couple of times you've you've come close or she's come once in particular she'd come close when i was doing night shifts to calling it a day yeah and i i wasn't privy to those thoughts or emotions 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because I was doing, um, I was doing a night shift at the time. Yeah. And she was away. I enjoyed the night shift. So it was uh-huh. like, it was like, you know, work, it was like working in a different place on nights. And yeah. uh, rather than put me out, she, she, she kept her mouth shut, but you know, we nearly got to the point where we were going to kind of get divorced. Like, so yeah, it's a, so I, I don't know. I was just so devastated. Yeah. Devastated that she hadn't told me. but yeah. shocked at myself for not picking up on anything. All right. You know? Right. Yeah. Cause we don't have any mechanisms for checking in. Right. Like no one is like, well, okay, here's your, when you get married, here's what you have to do. Like, here's a book, here's a book, here's a checklist. And if you're not doing that, you're hosed. And so you're going to, you know, a big alarm is going to go off in your house when you haven't checked in with each other. And you're going to go through this worksheet and ask each other quite, there's nothing, hopefully in the future, there'll be something like that. So it's just not total guesswork. It's a good it's idea. guesswork unless unless you unless I mean some people are gifted enough to say all right I'm feeling this way we need to sit down and chat it's going to be uncomfortable and let's work this out who does that <laughs> one out of every ten thousand people <laughs> you know until you start start doing some deep diving and it's like all right how can I make this work but fortunately with things like podcasts right. You, 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 there's enough information out there if you're looking for it that you can get some good ideas. Like, Absolutely. All right. Yeah. All right. I, it sounds like I need to create some time to talk to my wife. You know, fortunately for me, my wife is a, um, when things come up for her, she will not let them linger for long. So she'll, she'll, she'll say, we need to discuss this. I'm like, you're right, we do. You know, fortunately, I think, you know, if she wasn't an excellent communicator, if she kind of just hid, like I had and have, and then, you know, a more inclination to do, she's like, well, maybe that'll go away. Yeah. <laughs> but she'll say, you know, let's, let's, let's talk this out. And, and I'm more inclined to, it's like, once she brings it up, then I'm like, all right, if there's the space there, then I'll just, really stick with it longer perhaps than she will want to. Yeah. So between her bringing it up and me wanting to stay in there and, and, and really say, yes, this is uncomfortable. Let's stay in it. Let's not run. I want to run right now, but let's not run or, you know, go the other way. Just, you know, forget it then, you know, and just walk away. It's like, as soon as you want to do that, you know, you need to stay. We're going to stay here. 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 We might agree. We might agree to disagree, but let's just stay um, I think it's, that that took me a long time to figure out. <laughs> yeah, and say for me, it was uh, coming to the point of realizing that something needed to change. Yeah. Like I was, I was unfulfilled in my previous role, so mm-hmm. sought other things, and then it, it it was it was impacting family life, but then realizing. I was impacting family life with my behavior, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I come after doing the dad's edge mastermind. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry. I did the dad's edge mastermind because I become aware of it. Mm-hmm. And then I sort of got the tools then to move forward with what I wanted to do. Because mm-hmm. the, the one question we, <clears throat> I was never asked, and I don't know about you was um, what, what do you want? Hmm. People say, what do you want to be? Yeah. But they never say what do you want. 
Yeah. And I know, and I know that's not a, the fix all question, but it's, it's, yeah. a good, it's a good place to start. Like, you know, <laughs> those are very different questions. Aren't they? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. my parents certainly never asked me. It, it was all around. And again, probably down to the, the era, it was all about like, what do you want to do for a living? Yeah. How do you want to make right. money? Yeah. You know, understanding I, I did need to make money, but because yeah. I think I would have gone a different direction than I did. Yeah. Because I was heavily into artistics, uh, the artistic uh-huh. side. Yeah. But then I was put off me by a school counselor who's like, well, what do you want to, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I love art and I love history, mm-hmm. geography. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, well, okay, great. Well, you're going to be a, a geography teacher. <laughs> yeah. Geography and art teacher. Like, yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to teach. So, what a narrow way to look at your, <laughs> your interests they lump you into that. Yeah. It's yeah. a lack of imagination there, but yeah. But, but I mean, you know, you can see that. Uh, counselor. Yeah, this, this schooling at the time, would have, that, that, that's what they were, that's yeah. the information they were giving out, you know. Sure. Yeah. But, uh, and luckily now I try and bring that into other aspects of my life. I, I love crafty when we get sit down and get crafty and get the glue out and do stuff. Yeah. Draw in and. Yeah, I love working with wood. (laughs) Yeah. Do you ever do you ever connect with um, Dan on that? Dan, uh, is it Zayner? Dan Zayner, yeah. Yeah. I haven't had him on yet, but I've. uh, Okay. You guys have a a, a, both have a love of wood woodwork because he he he's into that sure. Yeah. Yeah, something about it. (laughs) Yeah. Just the same. I mean, uh, I've I've even. dabbled with the music to a degree but I was never mm-hmm. particularly gifted I wasn't gifted with music yeah but, uh, yeah I picked up the ukulele a couple of years ago and oh yeah really enjoy the ukulele I love the ukulele but, uh, I'm still I'm still yeah. struggling to understand and get my fingers to move in the right directions but yeah it's an it's an enjoyable time and enjoyment you know an enjoyable thing to do you know yeah for sure so uh, I mean you being yourself a, a, as one of your, your repertoires, composer and musician, and the list yeah. goes on for you. So what, what sort of things are you playing? Or what, do you do musically? Like? Well, um, you know, growing up playing this, this, the keys, I would always have uh, some kind of drum machine or sequencer and was always trying to recreate this, the music that I heard. Um, but then when I started getting into animation, I was like, well, I'm just going to put some music to this. So um, I would just start composing. My my first gig in animation world was for a website called, is a, is a church affiliated group, was spirituality.com. Okay. But I ended up doing 30 some e-cards for them. Um, which was cool, which was cool in the nineties, um, the 90, or late two thousands. I did a lot of e-cards. Um, I mean, I mean, late or er, er, yeah, early two thousands. And so I would design these, I wasn't a, an artist, um, so much so there, the, 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 uh, e-cards themselves from a design standpoint, looking back, thinking back now, it's like, those are pretty bad. But the, but I think the overall flow and rhythm of the e-card itself with the music was pretty decent. And so the, being able to get paid to compose, um, 
music for e-cards. I mean, that was, that was spectacular for me. Yeah, cool. um, so it was all computer driven stuff. And then, and then once I got, um, into a garage band, I was like, I could not believe how everything was one keyboard with a USB cord. And I have this full blown orchestra studio all within GarageBand because over the past 20 years before that, you know, you would have these little modules and these gadgets, and all these keyboards and wires all over the place. And then there's like, whoo, it just gets consolidated into this one beautiful little machine and the, and the music that can be made. The, the options are overwhelming. I mean, the amount of things and, and switches and, and processors that you and instruments and synthesizers and just drums and drummers and the sounds is like it's so overwhelming so um but it's it's fun to uh to to create the music lots of times the the process of creating a good piece of music can take a really long time so once i started doing explainer videos for companies I stopped writing music because I could buy these beautiful pieces for, you know, have license to use these pieces for 20 bucks. Like the guy said, poured over for a week or weeks. And then they upload their stuff. And it's like, you can license this music for 20 bucks. And like, well, that would be a lot easier than, <laughs> than me. Um, Cause the client wasn't going to pay for, for me to, to compose music from scratch just for a, a one, two minute video. <laughs> Um, but, uh, playing music with the girls has been great. We've got guitars and, and keyboard, uh, piano keyboard. And, um, and I'm starting to get the little ones really more interested in, in the piano and getting her into garage band, which I have a pro a logic pro X, which is the upgrade version of garage band. So I really enjoy playing with her i feel like the only time we do do it is during breaks because during the weekends or during school days it doesn't feel like there's enough time she's not doesn't have the energy for that mm. but the ukulele we had the christmas ukulele song book out and watching them just pick up the ukulele and sing along with the chords i was like man how, how are you guys doing that i'm just so grateful that we had the impetus to have the keyboard there to have the ukuleles there uh, they go to a waldorf school so there's more uh focus on the arts so i think it's more natural for them to just pick up the guitar and start singing um, not the guitar they haven't really gotten into that um as much the ukulele is simpler of course so uh, and then saying hey lily the 11 year old let's go down did you just hear that song on the radio there's only four chords in that whole song let's go down we'll figure it out and we're going to and play it she's like okay and we go down and we do that and and she she plays she has for some reason her fingers and her the way her brain works it's just easier for her than other people to kind of figure out it's like all right now hear the lyrics sing along and so she's getting there it's not something that she would do on her own as much i kind of have to poke her at times mm -hmm. to but i but I think kids need that. I think we all need that, right? Somebody say, hey, you haven't picked up the guitar in a while. Why don't you do that? You're right. I should. And then you do it, right? Um, 
that was a long-winded answer to where I am with music. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the way that you, I mean, we, we, had, a, we had a glimpse there into your child's yeah. schooling as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I'd never heard yeah. of that school. What's it called again? Oh, it's a Waldorf school. Um, it actually came out of Germany um, by a guy named Rudolf Steiner. Um, so I'm sure there's a handful of all. I'm getting a phone call. I'm going to decline that. I'm sure there's a handful of Waldorf schools around. You probably, okay. but um, they're few and far between. But the the idea is that um, they don't introduce things as early on, like math and reading, because uh, Rudolf Steiner felt like certainly kids can regurgitate information that they read, or they or older kids. What so like take reading for example? Kids can read at a young age, but they can't really fully process what what they're reading. Yeah. So Stein, Steiner delays the reading process more into like first and second grade, which is later compared to most schools, because he wants them to understand stories, and then and build the imagination first, and then once they have that and the brain's ready for that, then he introduces, he says, all right, first, second grade, let's start reading. Um, and then they pick it up really quickly. So it's not like they're slow readers for the rest of their lives, but they under, hopefully are, their comprehension levels will be better as a result of that. So that's one little aspect of the Waldorf and how it's different. Cool, man. Yeah. I think we, we homeschool our youngest. Um, uh-huh which is a little bit against the grain where we come from. Yeah. Um, but even I'm saying, I mean, it's, it's growing. It's, it's, a, it's a growing environment uh, for sure in Wales anyway. Especially for certain kids, right? Yeah. He, he, he went to school um, mm-hmm. and we were just getting feedback and it, it was just like, Do you know, I'm not doing this no more. Like, yeah, he's distraught enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's good. You, that's that's a sign of a good parent who's willing to dedicate them to that process. <laughs> it's, it's it's full on, my <laughs> I'm working. And, you know, my wife's yeah. full time with the woman, but uh, yeah, wow. yeah, it's full on. But, uh, but yeah, she she enjoys it. He's uh, mm-hmm. he's he's doing well. So and that's that's, great. that's the important thing. Isn't it? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, back to you now. So, yeah. how, how do you deal with them and view obstacles in life? Um, you know, it, it is really the the morning time, you know, where, cause I, I'll wake up like many of us do two to three in the morning. I mean, I'm not, not to get ready for the day, but like you have those moments where you're like, it's the, I call it the, like the, the 3am. Oh shit. <laughs> you know, time where you're where all the doubt and the fears come in, I think it's in the collective consciousness of the nighttime. You know, the, you have no one, we haven't seen the sun in a while. It's, it's dark and people get dark and fear creeps in and, you know, and doubt and worry and lack and limitation. And, and um, but being able to break out of that with the morning routine, you know, like this morning, it was obviously hitting, I hit the weights this morning. Not every morning is hitting the weights. But um, 
but if there are those mornings where I'm feeling particularly doubtful, if, if I can just move to the weights, it's helpful. I'll alternate yoga days or cardio days with, with weights. Cool. Um, so that, that's a big part of it. And then I have my little corner where I've got a meditation cushion um, and one that as a tight hipped person, I can actually sit in. Um, which I'm in the process of in de- designing uh, a meditation cushion for those of us who can't sit cross-legged on the floor, which I think is 80% of all men. Uh, that's a different topic. But so the meditation piece, I'll literally will light a candle, not every morning. This morning I lit a candle and I would put on some music, some um, sound vibration music, try and get me into a slightly altered state where there's less looping, you know, the create to avoid the crazy loop. Um, and then I actually journaled, um, using, uh, this time I was using the, the up level journal, which I don't do that every morning either. Um, but this morning I had a little extra time. My workout was fast. I got up early. So I think those are like all preemptive strikes, but even if I'm feeling low, I just pop out of it so much faster. Um, and then, you know, there's certain times too, and I'm feeling like I have not had any time with a man, not in the way that <laughs> like brother, <laughs> brotherhood. I gave um, <laughs> you know what I was saying. Any, any like man to man time where it's like, where you can actually share your shit in a, in a productive way, you know? Um, so I started, I haven't been doing men's groups for a while because of some family nighttime things that we've started to do. And the kids are starting to get into sports at night. Um, so I kind of pulled back from that, but having that, that tribe of men to talk to, for whatever reason, it's not so much during that time that I feel like, oh, this is great. I'm really, we're bonding, blah, blah, blah. But we're talking about issues usually led by the facilitator. So he's making sure that it stays on uh, away from like movies, beer, and, and um, sports. And into like what's, you know, where are you at? How are you growing? What's going on? And so he'll, he'll keep it there. And it's not like that's fun in and of itself, but for some reason, the next day when I wake up, there's like a lightness there. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's, because I feel like over millions of years of evolution, we have come from tribes. We've come from this, from a group. And usually it's, you know, you're out hunting men, but we don't have that anymore. So there's something I think in our DNA and the way we live, move and breathe that if you don't have that, you've, there's part of you that's not fully there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, even like this time right now with you and me there, there's, when we hang up, we, this is, this is good because we're connecting, but even when we hang up, we're like, yeah, I feel, I feel better. Why do I feel better? Because I actually connected with somebody, you know, and so many of us don't do that on a on a weekly basis or even on a monthly basis. It has to be planned. You have to program it. Um, so that is for me is huge. Um, making sure I, that there's actually eye to eye connection time with my kids. Because so, I know when I'm feeling low, 
there's a reason. And, and, and I'll go back to mentally go back to the 11 things on the upper level tracker uh, and think, what's missing? Oh yeah. I haven't hung out with anybody in months or, oh yeah, I haven't, I've been ignoring my kids. I haven't really had that no screen, like one, like literally looking at my child straight in the eyes and just watching her um, and communicating with him. And cause and then all of a sudden, like all the other things I mentioned, the depression or anxiety or bitterness or feeling worthless, they all they slowly kind of you know go away. Yeah, that's that's uh, it's funny you should say that. That's, that's uh, what I ask myself if I'm in a in a you know like a rip or just in a bit of a mood. It mm-hmm. Is you know what's this about? What what am I yeah. what am I missing? Yeah, but I know that there's a there's a lack somewhere and I'm yeah. not fulfilled in that aspect of my life, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's great. Once you can have that awareness of asking yourself the question to the mood, yeah, yeah. You, you can move forward quite quickly, but it's just yeah. garnering that awareness, which takes, sometimes it's going to take a bit of time. It's, but it's just yeah. about repeating, isn't it? Day in, day out. Yeah. And that's where yeah. your tracker would come in perfect because it's a physical, it's a physical thing. It's not something you've got to remember. Yeah, right. It's there, and I leave it on my. I haven't been good in the last three, four months, I'd say, but it's now there, opened up, um, so that it, I'm reminding myself as I go. Yeah, I look back. I have not ha- been in a men's group in a long time. Mm. I need to start to figure out ways to do that because now I'm pouring my evenings into sports with my girls, which is great, but how can I make sure I, I don't miss that so I don't have long periods of time without connection. Um, not, not beer and movies and sports connection. I, that's good. I think that's better than nothing, but it, but having more of a heart to heart, which for men is like, what heart to what dude, really, you're going to do what? (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's good. And the other thing too, is making sure that, that self-awareness that you're talking about like yes what am i missing but then what am i going to fill that missing with like because because there's that inclination it's like i'm feeling pretty low right now what what's in the pantry that i can gorge myself <laughs> on to, to fill the void right um Been there. <laughs> yeah i mean I, I i do it all the time you know but how can in and uh, how can i drown myself in this show you know, I'm going to, I'm going to binge watch something, you know, which is okay, I guess, to a certain extent, but if it's always your go-to, then, you know, something needs to be tweaked. The self-medication can, can be over time. If you're always self-medicating by the time you're 70, good luck. If you get <laughs> yeah. to 70, you, you, you're more than halfway through, isn't you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's that's how I felt about yeah. That's that's how mine started was being acutely aware. I, I used to say to my wife and myself, "I'm halfway through when I've done nothing," mm-hmm. and that that awareness alone drove nails into me. It, it frustrated yeah. the hell out of me, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, being able to move past it and then just realize that. Well, I, for for me, it was about owning my shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, that's that's where the real change come and and not saying. Uh, Oh, well, he makes me feel this way and she does this and, you know, fingers pointing everywhere rather than up myself, you know? So what part yeah. of that situation do you control? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where I sort of 
was then able to make some ground on things. Yeah. So it's not all figured out, not by any means, but uh, it's work in yeah. progress. And I think it always will be. Yeah. But uh, yeah. True. That's cool, man. Okay. Uh, I, I know if we pushed the time, but uh, I got a couple more questions. If that's okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Could you tell me a story about something that has amazed you? Um, that's good. Does it have to do with, could be anything? Absolutely. Anything. <laughs> you know, yesterday I, um, was fortunate enough to, on a Monday, go to uh, a class with a fifth grade class field trip, be one of the chaperones. And uh, we went to this science museum in Denver and they were showing this film on, uh, on earth. And the camera, you know, it's created this environment where it's this massive Omnimax screen, right? Where you're looking around and there's stars everywhere. And you're floating through space and, and the narrator comes on and said, where's the best place to grow life? Where is life in the solar system? They just kept it to the solar system, although there were all these stars around it. So you get the sense of the enormity or the infinite uh, aspect of space, which is mind blowing in and of itself. But you're, you're flowing through the space and, you're, and she, 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 the narrator says, you see the sun? It's getting closer, our sun. And as you get closer, and she's passing through all these planets, the, the planets in our solar system, and the ones further out, of course, are are so cold that life, at least as we know it, can't grow and exist in that. And then, and then she shoots out closer towards the sun, and these planets are so hot and barren that life can't. And then you come to Earth, this little speck of dust, right, that's floating in this enormity of, and and I got choked up. You know, this beautiful thing with, with these clouds and, you know, and you're starting to see these mountains and these, and the sea, the ocean, and you start thinking about all these wild animals that live here and the crazy humans that are fucking it up and, and, and they're, and, but they're also doing beautiful things and they, and they have, you know, there's so much love around and there's, but there's also war, but, but, but thinking about how this tiny little freaking speck of dust in the in this massive amount of space is we're doing all these things and watching all these things and seeing these things change and morph in the mountains and the whales and the oceans and the monkeys swinging swinging the squirrels flying and the seahorses who are like doing their thing you know men, male seahorses giving birth and you know yeah, is yeah. i was just like got a little teared up yeah. Because of just just thinking about how just amazing that is, and and it was fun too because the fifth graders are there and they're like, whatever, you know. But I was able to explain that later on to my daughter, and she she kind of got it, you know. She's looking at me with big eyes and thinking, oh wow, that is really amazing. Um, so that was that was pretty moving. That's cool, man. Nice you story. Know? <laughs> I like it. That's, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we don't. We're, we're, we always have these ceilings on our heads, right? So we forget, especially at night, how magnificent uh, space really is. Yeah, us. Yeah, I'm with you in, the, in relationship. I'm a bit yeah. of a space freak. I, I love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that what got that. you into the um, aviation? Uh, no. Uh, Airfix, Airfix models when I was a kid got me into aviation. Okay, okay. Um, cool. 
the stars actually got me into um, healing. So oh, cool. like Reiki and different things. Oh, nice. On, on a very strange path, we started out with understanding uh, pyramids and vibration harmonics and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, yeah. you're, you're a deep diver. I like that. <laughs> into lots of different subjects. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. You don't take uh, life at face value, do you? Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. no. I, I'm a bit of an oddball. <laughs> we need more oddballs, I have a feeling. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Okay. I got, a, I, got a, I got another good question for you. Sure. Looking into the future. Mm hmm. What would be the craziest and most exciting thing that you could mm-hmm. be doing or experiencing? Hmm. That's good. Um, I don't know. There's something about community and and uh, having an impact on raising children in a way that's more holistic, um, you know, and not just focusing on you know, 10 kids or whatever, but if it could be an entire culture or movement or something that, uh, or a process, um, or an island, you know, it's like you start with an island. <laughs> And, and the whole idea of living in a commune to me, right? And maybe that's just because 48 years of not living in a commune, it, it just feels really uncomfortable. But some, obviously some kind of shift needs to happen with where we're at um, between screens and food um, and lack of being outdoors and, and moving our bodies something's going to break really fast. So if, if I could say, all right, we're going to take a thousand people, move them to this Island. We're going to bring in the best thinkers and nutrition and, and, and learning and education and body awareness, body movement, spirituality. And we're going to put them on this Island and, uh, and have an experiment. Take away, like scrape the whole educational system um and just see what happens that would be pretty amazing that would be amazing <laughs> and, and and the other thing is there one of my one of my future goals is i i'd like to impact um i'd like to impact education too mm-hmm. um but you've taken it to another level so i like that you just expanded my okay <laughs> perception of what's possible so that's cool yeah, yeah. or maybe that's what we can do with mars I, I, although it might be harder. Well, Elon Musk could be a good teacher, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially if he can teach himself uh, <laughs> all the stuff he has taught himself. Yeah. You, well, yeah. If he 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 would be the teacher on um, limitlessness, right? Manifesting limitless, uh, no barriers in terms of what's possible for you to manifest, you know, I do the manifester. So he would be the manifestation master on on the Island. So we would, we would all go to him for, all right, how can we uh, 
create a sustainable uh, electric electricity or power on the island. I mean, you would have it done within a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but we would be able to be a part of that process. So we could replicate it after he dies. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, we, so perhaps you never know on. if he teaches you how to think. You could. Uh, yeah. Have lots of little Elons and or Elon Pluses <laughs> running around, couldn't you? <laughs> that could be interesting. Yeah, as long as we have uh, Eckhart Tolle's to offset him, you know. <laughs> you got to balance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool, man. Okay, so um, where can my audience find you, and on what platforms? Um, un unglue dot com is the website. Uh, U-N-G-L-O-O.com. And then um, that, that would kind of take you everywhere, I guess. That'd okay. be the easiest. I'm not super active on Instagram, but it's, it's on glue with three O's. Okay. And then, and then Facebook is on, on glue as well. Cool, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, Patty, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah. Super thank appreciative. You. It's a pleasure. It's uh, I love connecting with people. Going back to what you said earlier on, and these every time I get off these calls, I, I come off with a big cheesy grin on my face because yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I was like, how did it go? I said, oh yeah, really good. I mean, it's cool guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's good. It's, it's good. fun. It's good. Yeah, it's nice to connect with you too. You're a you've got a big heart and uh, obviously a lot of passion, a lot of interest. So it's uh, it's wonderful meeting you. You too, man. Let's stay in touch yeah, and uh, for sure, we follow your journey. Yeah, maybe we can go play field hockey <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> I say, you have to have a field hockey <laughs> stick as well, man. You're not bringing one of those American <laughs> sticks over here. <laughs> All cool, right, man. I will. All right, cool. Well, thank you very much, Freddy. All the best. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Talk to you later. Bye. -bye. Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. My name is Joel Ingram and I am a certified NLP coach. I help passionate, resourceful and professional people who feel stuck and unfulfilled with aspects of life to rewrite their narrative and chronicle a new, engaging and captivating future. Please subscribe if you found benefit.